Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. The vision of joy offered in Isaiah is one in which all things of heaven and nature, plant, animal, human, are set free in the reign of God. Hear these words from Isaiah. The desert and the dry land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom like the crocus. They will burst into bloom and rejoice with joy and singing. They will receive the glory of Lebanon and the splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the Lord's glory, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and support the unsteady knees. Say to those who are panicking, be strong, don't fear. Here's your God coming with vengeance and divine retribution. God will come to save you. Then the eyes of those who cannot see will be opened, and the ears of those who cannot hear will be cleared. Then those who cannot move will leap like the deer, and the tongue of those who cannot make a sound will sing. Waters will spring up in the desert and streams in the wilderness. The burning sand will become a pool, and the thirsty ground fountains of water. The jackal's habitat of pasture, grass will become reeds and rushes. A highway will be there. It will be called the holy way. The unclean won't travel on it, but it will be for those walking on that way. Even fools won't get lost on this road. No lion will be there, and no predator will go upon it. None of these will be there. Only the redeemed will walk on it. The Lord's ransomed ones will return and enter Zion with singing, with everlasting joy upon their heads. Happiness and joy will overwhelm them. Grief and groaning will flee away. In our next scripture, we see that joy doesn't wait for struggle to be over. Mary rejoices in the iconic scripture passage during her pregnancy a state of affairs that would have put her in a position of dishonor among her people. Instead, she sings out powerfully because she knows that this turn of events will usher in the presence of justice for the oppressed and freedom for the captive. Please stand as you are able for the reading of the gospel and receive these words from the gospel of Luke. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. According to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. 
May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Sing a new song to the Lord. Mary finds herself in awe and shock and wonder before the angel Gabriel. You're promising me what, she asks. How can it be? How can it be that I am pregnant? I'm not married. I'm a teenager. Oh, my mother is going to be so ashamed. What will Joseph say or think? God promises me what? That I, I am favored by God? I don't have any money, no means to support my child. What could be blessed about me, she wonders. And on top of all that, you are promising that my child will be the very son of God, that king, the Messiah that we've all been waiting for. Shouldn't you have gone and told this news to the emperor's wife? How can it be that I am carrying God in the waters of my womb? I'm nobody. Are you sure I'm the one this should be happening to, Gabriel, she wonders. Did you maybe take a wrong turn at the olive grove, come to the wrong house? Does God really promise, Mary ponders, that all generations will call me blessed? Don't be afraid, Mary, Gabriel says to her. For the Lord is with you, and with God, nothing is impossible. This is God's promise. There is a new song. Sing a new song to the Lord, Mary. So Mary goes with all her doubts and fears and hopes and wonder, her questions and expectations and doubts, to spend some time with her cousin Elizabeth, to seek wisdom, a safe space, to look at these promises and the love and the support of a trusted elder. Well, she shows up to Elizabeth's house, and she finds out that Elizabeth, her cousin, is also pregnant. Elizabeth also happens to be filled with doubt and fears, wonder and hope and awe of God's promises to her. How can it be that I am pregnant, Elizabeth asks. I'm in my 80s. I don't have energy to care for a child. And you're telling me, God, that my baby is going to be a prophet? Will prepare the way of the Lord? I've prayed so long for this day. And yet I stopped praying that I would be pregnant decades ago. How can it be that this is possible? God, I don't know that I'm up for this challenge. Do not be afraid, Elizabeth. A still, small voice says, I promise to be with you always. With me, nothing is impossible. It is a new day. Sing a new song. Well, Elizabeth opens her door. She finds Mary standing in front of her, her dear young cousin. She's nervous, scared. She's actually visibly trembling, and Elizabeth graciously offers her in to her home, offers Mary the kind of hospitality that God has shown her. She makes room for Mary, this young woman who will not always find room or hospitality extended her way. 
And it's in this encounter, as she makes room for Mary, Elizabeth starts to believe God's wild and wonderful promises, promises of mercy, of light, of hope. And she says with excitement, how can it be that Mary, my cousin, and the mother of my Lord visits me? For as soon as I heard your greeting, Mary, the child in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. Elizabeth responds with joy. John, the baby in her womb, responds with joy. Elizabeth makes room for Mary. She believes God's promises with every fiber of her being. She believes that it is a new day and there is a new song in the air. And when Mary starts to believe, starts to share her own joy, Mary finds that she stops shaking. She can plant her feet on the ground a little bit stronger. She begins to rejoice. She opens up her lips and she sings out a new song, a song of hope, a song of resistance, a song of unabashed joy. Mary sings. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For God has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is God's name. God's mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. God has shown strength with his arm, has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. God has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. God has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. Mary sings a new song to the Lord. We also have another new song. This one is sung by Zachariah, who is Elizabeth's husband, John's father. Zachariah is a priest, and it was a day like any other day. He entered the temple like he had done many days before. But quickly, the day turned from ordinary to extraordinary. For the angel Gabriel, an angel of the Lord, appears to Zachariah saying, Do not be afraid. I come to bring you good news. Your wife Elizabeth will bear a son, and you will name him John. He will bring you great joy, unabashed joy. He will be filled up with the Holy Spirit and turn the people of Israel towards God. John will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. Sing a new song, Zechariah. Zechariah's first response is not to sing. Like Mary, like Elizabeth, at first he starts to question, how can this be, implores Zechariah, and how will I know that these things will come to pass? This is absurd. Elizabeth and I are in our 80s. Are Are you sure that we are the ones this is happening to? Maybe, Gabriel, you meant to find a different house. You took a wrong turn at the olive grove. Do not be afraid, says Gabriel. The Lord is with you, and nothing is impossible with God. 
This is God's promise. It is a new day. Sing a new song. Zechariah finds that he can't. He can't sing that song. Not yet. It's too unbelievable. So the angel Gabriel strikes him mute. He strikes him mute until the day that John is actually born. So Zechariah finds himself spending nine long months in silence. He cannot speak. He cannot use his voice. He watches as God's wild and wonderful promise manifests itself before his very eyes. Elizabeth is indeed pregnant. Her belly grows, and so does his face. And as he waits, as he prays, as he watches in his silence, he realizes that nothing is impossible with God. Well, nine months later, John, Jesus' cousin, is born. And finally, finally, Zachariah is able to speak, to use his voice. And what does he do? What is the first thing out of his mouth? It's a song. Zachariah sings a new song, singing, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel. God has looked favorably on his people and redeemed them. And you, my child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the forgiveness of their sins. By the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us, to give light to those who sit in darkness, and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Zachariah sings a new song to the Lord. These are the songs of Advent. We need a new song today, don't we? We need God's wild and wonderful promises to come to us. Because our world shouts out, be afraid, be very afraid. Be afraid of people of other faiths, from other countries, from other political parties, be afraid of your own neighbors. Fear seems to rain down and keep us separated from each other. And the world still shouts loudly, you're not good enough, you're too old, you are too young, you don't have the right type of family, you're a nobody from a strange land, you don't have enough power or money. You don't come from the right family. God's promises are not for you. The world encourages us to draw strict boundaries about who is in and who is out. It tells us to shore up our weapons and be ready to fight, to keep on keeping on while the rich get richer, and kids in our very community still go to bed hungry. In our prayer group this week, our list was long, so many people experiencing illness and grief, caring for loved ones. And we know that feelings of sadness and loneliness are particularly magnified during this season when we talk a lot about joy and so many are feeling anything but joy. The spirit in that room was heavy. We wonder in light of all this, can God's promises really, really be for us? In some ways, our world is radically different than the world of Mary and Elizabeth and Zechariah. 
But in other ways, it's not different at all. We wonder, how can it be that this is the world in which you choose to be born, O oh God? How can it be that you promise to come, not just to those Advent characters all those years to go, but also to each of us this year? How can it be that you come to a single mother without a room in which to give birth? How can it be that you come as a crying, vulnerable baby? That as you grow up, you hang out with prostitutes. You make friends with sinners. You feed the hungry and heal the sick. You bring good news to the poor, proclaim release to the captives. Can we really believe your promises, O oh God, we ask while trembling? Your promises that the lowly are lifted up, that the hungry will be filled with good things, that swords turn to plowshares and spears into pruning hooks that you looked upon your servant Mary and you called her, of all people, blessed. Can we believe that by your tender mercy, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet in the way of peace? Make room, says God, for this, this is my promise. Offer hospitality to the scared, the lonely, inside of yourself to others in your community. Make room for me, says God. Do not be afraid, says Gabriel. Leap with joy, says John. Stop, be silent, pray a while says Zachariah. It is wildly countercultural that in the midst of everything the world shouts and throws our way, the forces within and without of our control that can weigh us down, that every week we come into this sanctuary and we sing, friends, we sing. We sing songs of resistance and songs of hope and songs of joy we proclaim that God's promises are real and that they are for us and that they are for the whole world. Mother Mary says to us, stop your trembling. Stop it. Sing out a new song, a song of resistance, a song of hope, a song of unabashed joy about God's promises for us and for our church and for the world. Sing, Mary says, for my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me and holy is God's name. God's mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. God has shown strength with his arm has scattered the proud and the thoughts of their hearts, has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. God has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. God has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. Friends, nothing is impossible with God.
Jesus is coming, the joy of our hearts, the light of the world. So we sing. We sing. Amen. It's truly a joy to be in worship with you during this season. We're so glad that you joined us. This is the season when people are looking for a place to come to church. We have these postcards right back there in the narthex uh, that tell people when our Christmas Eve services. It also has information on stocking the little house. The little house is the house right at the front of our property uh, where we offer needed items to Sandy Springs locals um, who may need them. So those are here. We're grateful for your generosity. Keep bringing those. Take these cards um, and share them with your friends and your neighbors and those who in your community who may be looking for a place to worship this Christmas Eve. As you go, go with this blessing. Leave this place knowing that nothing is impossible with God. Do not be afraid and sing with joy a new song to the Lord. Go forth with the peace of Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.